Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Bays, the beginning of Simon Bays, which is on page Vav, right after page 10. Din Levishas Begadim, these are the halachas of getting dressed in the morning. So the Machaber says in Sif Aleph, Lo Yulbash Chaluko Miyushov. A chaluk is an undergarment that used to wear a long robe underneath their clothing. And the Machaber says one should not put on his chaluk while he is sitting down. Rather, he should take his chaluk and he should put his head and his arms into it while he is still lying down under his covers. And it will turn out that when he stands up, he will be fully covered. This is an idea of tznias, as the Mishabur will explain in detail, that a person should get dressed in a very, in a modest way that his, his uh, flesh should not be revealed. Says the Mishabura in Sivkatan Aleph, he puts it on while, he does not put it on when he is miyushav, when he is sitting. Because if he does it that way by sitting up, then he's going to be forced into revealing some of his guf. A person has to act in a modest and bushadik way in front of Hashem. Even if it is nighttime and he is in a very private place, Hello, Molo, Kol Haaretz, Kavodo. Hashem's covered fills the whole world. Vekachashecha, Vekaora, Lefan of Yisbarach. And darkness is like light in front of Hashem. Vechain Tzarech, Lizar, Tamid, Machmas, Tamzeh, Shalobim, Komechreach, Milagalos, Mibisaro, Vafilu, Maat. And so too, a person has to be careful for this very reason, unless it's absolutely necessary that he should not reveal his basar even a little bit. Any part of his body that is normally, is always covered, he should make sure not to reveal that part of his body, unless it's absolutely necessary, as we'll see shortly. But he is allowed to reveal his hand up until his elbow, and he can reveal his neck until the chaza. Alkain Haan Pilos Hasadin. Therefore he says that a person should even put on his socks or his slippers, he should put them on or take them off while he's still also under his covers. Shilolagalos Raglov in order not to reveal his feet. Shadarkon Leos Mukhusos Laulam Babidinos Elu because they are normally covered in these countries. Shain Hochim Yochefilu Bakayats where they don't even walk barefoot in the summer. Now again, these halachas would be adjusted according to the location and the custom in that area. If you look right away in note number two, he just points out, If it's a place where people normally walk around barefoot, we're going to see later on that it's mutter. In places that are very warm, If it's a place where it's very warm and even they stand in front of big people, while they are barefoot, when you see later on, she'ein lochosh lamu kena filu b'shasa tefila, then you'd be allowed to wear wear no shoes and no socks even during tefila. So all these halachas are dependent on the minogamokom how people walk around. Back to the mishabura v'chein kol kayotze b'aze. So too in all areas of tznius, im lo she'yevsher binyan acher, unless it is no not possible any other way, one should try to keep himself covered up. So too when someone is at a wash house, at a mikvah, where people walk around normally unclothed, 
and it's impossible any other way. That's how you walk around in a mikvah or in a bathhouse. Ein bazemishum pritzas. That would not be a problem of pritzas because again, you're in a place where that's how people have to walk around, and therefore it's not an aspect of pritzas. So too, if someone is going to bathe or to wash by the river, the same then applies that he's allowed to be unclothed. However, if he's going to bathe in the river, he shouldn't take off his clothes, you know, two miles away and, and walk, walk around like that. He should get undressed close to the river so he spends less time and less walking when he is not dressed properly. So he should not walk around with a revealed body more than is absolutely necessary. Yeah, it'll be the same idea. Yes. Um, it's just more nogeya by the river because it's, it's more open area. And the base of Erechatz, you're in the bathhouse. So it's not so much to talk about, but Avada. Even one's erva, one's private parts, he does not have to cover when he's going into the river. Not only that, if one is in a place where one should be un- undressed, like in a mikvah or in a bathhouse, if he does cover himself there, it's ke'ilu, he's embarrassed of what he has, and also as if he's denying the bris that he has, the bris of Ram Avinu. So it's not only that it's okay, but it's, it's improper to, co- to overly cover oneself when a person is in a place where he should be revealed when he's going into the mikvah or he's going into the bathhouse or going into the river, that person should not cover up the makom of the bris However, a person when he comes out of the river or he comes out of the mikvah and he's walking out towards people he should bend over or he should put his hand across from his erva in order to cover it as long as he does not touch it like we'll see next week at the end of Simen Gimel Isa Bashas, the Gemara tells us, Choluk shel Tamil Chacham, the proper Choluk, the clothing of a Tamil Chacham is Kol She'ein Besaru Niris Mitachtov. It's a type of clothing where his flesh cannot be seen underneath it. The Ho'idna Ein Nisharim Bazah, nowadays we are not careful about this, to have one long uh, garment that covers our entire body, bodies. Mishim Shehochen Akol Babate Shokayim Veina Basu Niris. Because we walk around with, with socks or undergarments and therefore the whole flesh is not seen anyway and therefore our custom is not to walk around with one very long undergarment that covers the entire flesh. Says the Mishaburah Vaitur in Sivkotam Beis, who said the reason why one should not sit and put it on is because then when he stands up his flesh will be revealed. Says the Mishaburah Kishayakum, he puts it on under his blanket so that when he gets up it, it drops down over his whole body. Ratzalomar Kishayakum Vietze Metachas Kisui Sadino when a person gets up from under his covering where he was sleeping uh, totally undressed when he took off his garments when he stands up he already put his head and his arms in the chaluk so as he's getting up it drops down over his whole body and he'll be immediately covered the chaluk will drop down and cover his whole body by itself We'll see later on the halachas of when one gets undressed. Here we're talking about just getting dressed in the morning. Then the Mishabura tells us an interesting thing. One who puts his clothing under his head, one who uses his clothing as a pillow will forget his learning. Not a good idea to use your clothing as your pillow. 
It is a skula for forgetting your learning. The Efshar, it could be says in Mishabura, Imaniach Dover Acher Hamafsik Bain Roshil Bogadav Ink Peda. It could be if there is something separating, like you put your clothes in a pillowcase and you have the pillowcase separating between you and your clothes, then it would be okay. It's Efshar that you will not forget your learning. And then he discusses other things that cause a person to forget his learning. So too one should be careful not to put on two garments simultaneously. At one time, that also causes a person to forget his learning. And then he says, we'll see some more details of these in Yonim in the notes, but let's first finish this Mishabura. Hakorik Sav Shalgava Kever, one who reads the writing that's on a tombstone. Oha Mestakil or one who looks at the face of a dead body. Mishakech Limudu, he forgets his learning as well. Vayin Obe Primagodim Idvaram Hamachsir Halimud. And you can look in the Primagodim who discusses things where a person can uh, retain his learning. But just a couple of interesting things in the notes. If you look at note number seven, so we said putting on two garments together it causes a person to forget his learning. What about taking off two garments at the same time? A person wants to take off his, uh, you know, he has an undershirt and a, and a shirt on top and it sits as he wants to take everything off together. What about that? So that Sefer says that one should be makbed on that. That that is not a problem of Shechacha. And so too writes for Shlomo Zaman Arbach. We don't have to be overly machmir, only the things that are written explicitly. What's written explicitly is putting on two garments together. And therefore Shlomo Zaman says one does not have to be makbed to not take off two garments simultaneously. Now what about if a person wants to put on his, his hat and his yarmulke together? Let's say he has a baseball cap and he puts his yarmulke and his baseball cap flips it on together. Is that going to be kosher l'shichah as putting on two garments together? So note number 80 points out. Rav Chaim Palaji writes, That's also not a good idea. That can cause one to forget his learning. Continuing in note 8, he brings down Vilulbosh Ardalum, which are rubbers. If a person puts his rubbers over his shoes, if you're able to do this, and get your foot into the shoe and the rubber together. So Rav Yoshev says, That one could be matir. Shoes do not have the title of beged, and therefore it would be okay. Later on in that note, he just writes, on the other hand, there is a sefer, Hayofel Lelev writes, that also by shoes one should be machmir. So that's the machokas Rav Yoshev is mekil. Now the interesting shayla that's discussed in note number 9, when we say these things are kosher l'shechecha, we know there's a mission in Pergelvah that says one who doesn't chazer his learning, one who forgets his learning, so he's chayiv misa. So if one does one of these things that are kosher l'shechecha, is he doing a terrible thing as if he's going to be chayiv misa for it, or it just happens to be he's going to, be, he's going to forget his learning, but not that he's chayiv for anything for doing that. So if you look at note number 9, he writes, one who is not careful, and he does things that cause him to forget his learning. He says, You are not chayiv on that. And Ochan Knievsky explains, There's no iser. It's not a good idea, but it's not an aveira, it's not oser, not even oser medrabonon. It's not clear, it's not for sure that you're going to forget your learning. These things are just not good for one's memory, it's going to weaken your memory, but it's not a guarantee that you will forget your learning. 
It's not like one who forgets his learning because he doesn't chazer. A person who decides he learns, he doesn't care about it anymore, he wants to forget it. So there he's for sure going to forget it. But a person who just does something that's uh, not necessarily good for his memory, that would not be Aser, says Rechaim Kinyeski, based on the Sefer HaChasidim. On the other hand, there are others that argue, Me'idach, HaChesed La'alofim Kosov She'over Be'isr Lav Sh'li Shomer L'cho Shmor Nashachom Me'o Pentishkach You're actually over a lav because there is a passing in the Torah that you shouldn't do things that will make you forget, forget Torah. And therefore, by doing these things that are Kosher L'Shechacha, you're actually being over an Avera. It's much more Chomer than we said before. Okay, now... In the back of the Sefer, you don't have to turn there, just a couple of other things, that um, in terms of reading the tombstones, which people seem to do that, if you're looking for a Kev Herostam, you're driving by, a, by Beis Olam, you read the tombstones, so you write to note number 10, Misha Enokore Es Aksab Bepiv, someone who's not actually reading it aloud with his mouth, Elorak Bederech Estaklus Ba'alma, so Rechaim Kinyeski has a Shaila if, if you have to be concerned in that case. And he says one should be Machmir, but he's, it's not so posh. In other words, it could be that it has to be mamish that you're, you're reading it out loud, not just you're glancing at it, looking for your place. And that, that would be okay. Right, otherwise you can't go to Obeis Kvaros. Right. And, what? Right, that's why it would, make, it would be logical to say that uh, it's the overly histoclus, so reading it out loud, you know, that would be the problem. Further in the note, note number 10, he writes another interesting thing. Writing that is not sticking out, it's rather, it's, it's stuck in, it's carved in, it's engraved. Rechaim Kinyaski says, B'Shem the Sefer, Nagidu u'mitzvah, She'eno garim l'shechacha. I think most, most tombstones are engraved. And therefore, if it's engraved, he said, it's not even a problem. V'ksav she'eno bolet, eno shakeyev, it's neither one, it's just like, it's just there. It's not, it's not engraved in, it's not bolet outside. So Rechaim Kinyaski has a shayla where they have to be machmir on it. So it seems to be the main case of be machmir is when the ksav is bolet, but if it's, if it's engraved, it's not a problem at all. And if it's just written on level, so that seems to be a, a shaila. What question you said, you know, for the gravestone, you say, talk about uh, concentrating on it. Is it the same idea as looking at, uh, at the face of a mace? Because I'm talking about when you are washing the body. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. That if a person is, is, is doing a tarah and he's taking care of a mace, I can't imagine it's called shilashikha to be looking at the mace. The Chavra Kaddisha, right. You can't say that every person in the Chavra Kaddisha, they're, they're big tzaddikim that they're all forgetting their learning. So I assume it's the same idea. It will be again the, 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 the gazing, you know, the gazing when, when one shouldn't be doing that. But obviously if, we, if you're doing it for, for halachic reasons or for covered hames reasons, so I assume, I didn't see this brought down, I'm assuming like you, that that would not be kosher l'shechacha. Now one other very interesting thing, we always talk about, and it's actually brought in a note over here from the Magen Avram, that when one dries his clothes on his, dries his hands on his clothing, it's kosher l'shechacha as well. So that's brought later on in the Mishabur, the Magen Avram writes that that's kosher l'shechacha, and the Shaila is a prima godam as a suffix, is that that's only bechaluko, like your undergarment, or also on other, other clothing. So he brings from Rechaim Kinevsky, he quotes another Sefer, another Shaila, in Din Zehu Rak, Bimnagiv Yadav Laachar Natila, Ogam Bistam Nagiv Yadayim Retuvos. Is it only after washing your hands? Or Stam, your hands are, are wet, you walked in from the rain. So is it only a problem if you washed your hands? Or even from the rain? And here, here's a very good kula from Rav Yashiv. It brings from Rav Yashiv over here. Rav Yashiv says that this din of not drying your hands on your garments 
is only when you're drying your hands after washing the tilas yadayim for achila. When you wash for bread, that's when you can't dry your hands on your clothing. That's going to be kosher l'shechacha. Avo benetila acheres. But if you're washing your hands for any other reason, a person came out of the bathroom, a person washed negolas, or any other reason, his hands are wet from the rain, so that would be makom to be lenient according to Rav Yashiv. So it's only, Rav Yashiv says it's only applying to one who is washing for netila shedayim, to drying his hands, that's kosher l'shechacha. That's a very... Uh, does he give a reason as to why he just... No, he does not explain. He just says that. Okay. Let's go weiter. Let's go to Sif Beis. Back in the Machaber on page Vav, Sif Beis. Al Yomar Hinani Bechadre Chadore Miroeni. Like we've seen many times, I hear the Machaber says it out. A person should not say, Behold, I'm in my private, enclosed quarters. Who sees me? Because His honor fills the whole world, and Hashem, Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. Hashem sees you, even if you are alone in a dark room. One should be careful about his clothing, his cholok, that he should wear it the proper way. He should not be wearing his clothing inside out. Says the Mishabura, Sivkatan Gimel Bachaluko, Afal Pishu Tachas Kalam Abushim, even though the Cholak like we mentioned is the undergarment, it's under your other clothing, you shouldn't even wear that inside out. The kosher came Bishar Begodim, certainly other clothing which are seen on the outside certainly should not be worn inside out. Lachutz, says the Mishabura in Sivkatan that lachutz, I'm sorry, right? It should not be switched the inside on the outside. The yeroot firos hamagunos v'imriya cholok v'yisgane be'ene abrios. You shouldn't have it inside out because then the stitching is seen and the hems are seen and it's it's disgraceful in the eyes of people. It doesn't look nice. The imlo nizar. If you weren't careful about it and you got dressed in a dark room and you realized afterwards it was inside out, v'hafach and you switched around by accident, you're wearing it inside out, im talmud chacham, who if the person is a talmud chacham, tzaruch l'fashto v'lachsor l'lov shokidako, he has to change, he has to take it off and switch it around. Shelo yeh b'chlau masniye chas v'shom, he shouldn't be including the people who are bringing hatred upon a Kaddish Baruch Hu because the person who is a talmud chacham represents the Taras Hashem, he's not dressed properly so it gives people a bad taste. For, for Torah, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore, that would be a very bad thing. So a person who learns Torah, Talmud Chacham, which usually we say people who learn Torah, consider Talmud Chachamim, should absolutely change it. Usha'ar Koladam Ein Tzarech, a regular person who's not a Talmud Chacham, does not have to change it if he accidentally switched it inside out. Ulatfila. however, when it comes time for davening, Afilu Koladam Tzarech Lefashto Ulalav Shokudako, then even a regular person has to change it and wear it the proper way. Sharoi Oz Lahadir Begadav, because a person when he comes to davening to Hashem, should be Mahadir in his garments, like we will see later on in Simon Sadi Aleph. No, even if it's not seen. Kol Shekin if it's seen. That's the Siv Gimel. Bechaluko is, even though it's under the garment, certainly everything else. But right, the Svarah he gives to the Tamil Chacham is something that would be Nikr. But he... But yeah, yeah. Chaluko is the undergarment. So it's your undergarment and certainly your outer garments. It just, it just, I don't know if it means, in other words, it could be he's going on the, the Shire which is on the outside, or even the inside, it's just, it's just seen on the outside. It just could be seen. But right, the people, people on the outside are not going to see garments that are all the way under if you're wearing outside garments, so that would obviously be going on the outer garments that people could see. Correct. So for that svara, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have to change it, right? Right, because no one's going to see it, right? But for tefillah, it sounds like you should change it anyway because it's not the, the proper way. 
Okay, let's continue. We're in Sifkat and Gimbal in the fourth line by the by the little Yud. You should put both sides of the garment on the right side and put on the right part of the garment and then the left. You should put your right sleeve in first and your left. In note number 12 he writes that a lefty, <coughs> which is no good to myself and I'm sure many others, should also put his right side on before his left side. And he should have kavana that everything is really included in the right. From the right, we spread out towards the left. The Rambam writes, this is very important, this is well known. The garments of a Tamil Chacham should be garments that are clean and are nice. Should not be walking around with any kind of stain on his garments. A person shouldn't be wearing very fancy clothing that everyone stares at him and says, Wow, look at his fancy clothes. He also shouldn't be wearing rags that people say, Oh, look at how that person dresses. He dresses so inappropriately. Rather, says the Rabbim, a person should wear nice, average, regular clothing. You shouldn't be sticking out for the good. You shouldn't be sticking out for the bad. Regular, average, clean clothing. That's what a person should wear. Let's go weiter in the Machaber, very famous halacha. Halacha Dalud. Yinol minal yamin tchila velo yikshirenu. When a person puts on his shoes in the morning, he should put on his right shoe first and he should not tie it. The achakach yinol shall smol and then he should put on his left foot, left shoe, the yikshirenu. And then he should tie his left shoe, the yachser v'yikshir shal yamin. You put on the right first, then you put on the left, then you tie the left and then you tie the right. Now the Ramah adds on something that seems rather obvious. Our shoes that don't have any ties, you put on the right shoe first. I'm not sure what he's adding on, obviously. If the Machaber said you put on the right shoe and then the left shoe, and then he adds on the tying goes left, right. I'm not sure what the Ramah is adding, that if the shoes have no ties, you'll also put it on right and then left. What? No, the Machaber says when you put on your shoes, you put on the right shoe and then you put on the left shoe. Done. Right. It happens to be, if you have to tie them, tie the left shoe before you tie the right shoe. So what's the Ramah saying? If it doesn't have a tie, put the right shoe on first. Why would I think not? What would the Machaber say that I would think not? The Machaber just says that halacha. He just says an additional... Because, because, because you tie left. You're saying you would think that you're only putting on the right first so that you could tie the left one first? It doesn't sound like that. After we just explained in the Mishabura that the right always has the chashivas. Okay, let's go right there. But the Machaber just passed that you put the right shoe on before the left shoe. Right. And the Ramah says the same exact thing. The Ramah is just saying, even if you don't have the tie, you still do the right before the left. You put the right on first. That's what we find in the Torah. The right is always more chashev than the left. By sprinkling the blood on the, on the thumb of the right hand and the big toe and other things we always see, the right goes before the left. The Yikshiren, however, when you tie it, you tie the left before the right. Says the Mishavur and Sivkatan Vav, When it comes to tying, we see the Torah gives Chashivas to the left. Because we tie on the Tefillin, for righties, we tie on the Tefillin onto the left arm, and therefore tying is more Chashiv for a righty on the left first. Obviously, a lefty will be the opposite, because a lefty ties his foot on his right arm, so he would put on his shoes right, 
left, and then he would tie it right left, because the chashivas of tying for a lefty is on the right arm, and therefore he would tie his right shoe first, as we'll see shortly. Here's a very interesting halacha. When it comes to a, uh, a slipper, a felt, there you don't have to tie the left first. I saw an interesting reason why, because the Lavush says the reason why the tying of the shoes is connected to the tefillin is because Avram Avinu said, he didn't want to be, take the stuff from the Melach stone, and he mentioned the shoelace and discussed that we had the we had we got the tefillin, we got the tzitzis and the tefillin, and therefore only that which is called a now, which has a shame of a shoe, has the rules of the chashivas of the tying of the right before the left. But an ampilo shall levid, whatever that is exactly, some kind of slipper or sock that has tying on it, so that is not considered a now, and therefore the mishabura paskins you don't have to be mocked in the kshira on the left. That's interesting because it's not a now. He said, Sruch Nal, so it's a din in a nal. The Itriyad, a lefty, Shemeniyat, Tfilin, Biyamin, Shalkadam, like we just mentioned, a lefty who puts his Tfilin on the right arm, Yaktim, Yamin, Gam, Lakshira, he would tie his right shoe first. So again, a righty will put on the right shoe, put on the left shoe, tie the left shoe, tie the right shoe. A lefty will put on the right shoe, put on the left shoe, and they'll go back and tie the right shoe, tie the left shoe. And the Shiloh that everyone has, that I believe was not in the notes last time around in the first Madura, is what if it's Velcro? Because I remember asking this question, I don't remember being there. Velcro, so he writes in the back, Rechaim Kenyeski, whether it's Velcro, any other way of tying, that's also considered tying, and you also should do that, again, if you're a righty, left and then right, or right and then left, and that's many, many children's shoes have Velcro or other fancy new uh, ways of tying the shoes, that's also considered tying it. Let's see the Mishibura Vaitur and Sivkatan Zion. We said, in our shoes where there is no tying, the Ramah said, you put on the right first. The gam im nizdam in lo shall small. Even if you come up with your left shoe first, you, 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 you pick it up first. We don't say in la vir mitzvos. You pick up the left shoe first. It's okay. Yam lo shall yamin. Wait till the guy at the ice skating rink finds your other shoe or the bowling alley and he gives you your right shoe. And you put on your right shoe before the left shoe and wait till you get the other shoe. Kishu rochets v'sach. When one is washing or shmearing yamin tchila, he should wash the right side of his body before the left side or shmear the right side before the left side. V'imsach kogufo. And if a person is shmearing his whole body or washing his whole body in the shower, rosh tchila, he starts from the top, he washes his head first. Because the head is the king over all of the limbs. Let's see one more Mechaber and then we'll see a couple of interesting notes. The Mechaber writes in Sif Hei, This people don't discuss as much. We always discuss and we always heard as kids putting on the right shoe before the left shoe. But they always, I think they forgot to tell us. Um, that you take off the left shoe before the right shoe. And the Mishabura says in Sifkaton Ches, Shezeu Kvodesh Yamin. That is the covet of the right, is to take off the left first. But in the back of the Sefer, there's some interesting shilas about this. Number one, well, I'm going to skip to note 18, even though there's interesting shilas in note 17. Note 18 discusses, what if it's uh, not a covet to the right shoe to take off the left shoe first? Let's say you're taking off your shoes for a Dvar Mitzvah. Let's say you're a Kohen who's going up to Duchen. So taking off your shoes is a, is a big thing. It's not, a, it's not like you're going to sleep at night, you're taking off your shoes, so it's more covered to the right to leave the shoe on longer. You're doing a mitzvah, you're taking off your shoes to go duchen, so there maybe it will be different. So he writes in note number 18, If taking off the shoe is for a covered for a mitzvah, You're taking off your shoes in Erev Shabbos to polish your shoes. So you want to change into your Shabbos shoes, which is a big covet. 
So Shlomo Zaman Rabbach writes, Shecholoitz Yemin Tchila, Shezok Fodesh Yemin. There it's more of a cover to the right to take it off. So when you're going to sleep at night, you're taking off your shoes, it's more of a cover to the right to take off your left shoe first. But if you're taking off your shoes on Erev Shabbos to polish them or to put on your Shabbos shoes, as we'll see, to go duchen or other things like that, so then one should take off his right shoe before his left shoe because that's the cover of the right shoe. But he writes, oh, let's finish the note. However, one taking off his shoes before Yom Kippur or Tishbab, when you're not allowed to wear shoes, even though then also you're taking off your shoes for Dvar Mitzvah, then you should take off your left shoe first. Here they're taking off your shoes is for Inui, you're trying to oppress yourself. It's for, it's for a neg- even though it's a mitzvah, but it's for a negative reason, it's for, it's for an Inui reason. And therefore, you should take off your left. That's not an honor for the right foot to go off before Tishra, before Yom Kippur, where it's Avelis or Inui. And then he brings what I just mentioned. When the Kohanim take off their shoes before they go in Duchen, they should take off their right shoe first. There they write also that on Erev Yom Kippur you should take off your right first. So says as well that a Kohen going to Duchen should take off his right shoe before his left shoe. I'll just read one other interesting note going back up to note 17 in the back of the, back of the book on page 2. Let's say a person is taking off his shoes. Again, we're discussing a person going to sleep at night, so take off your left shoe before your right shoe. But let's say, besides Shabbos shoes, you're just time taking off your shoes, you're changing it to another pair of shoes. So again, if you're taking off, you're your sh- changing your pair of shoes, you want to go play ball, you're changing your shoes into your sneakers, so if you take off your right shoe, take off your right shoe and put on your right sneaker right away. Because if you're going to take off your left, and then you're going to take off your right, and then you're going to put on your right, and then it's going to be, uh, it's going to be left revealed for, for longer, and therefore that's what you should do. Okay, fine, we'll stop over here, and we'll continue with Hashem on, on Sunday. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClamus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.